Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Materializing Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Michael Helton. But more importantly, today, our guest, Isaiah Denman. Isaiah is an established real estate agent here in Northwest Florida, and he has some great insights to share with us in regard to how he tackled the idea of pursuing a new industry and how his mindset the last three years in that industry has really made all the difference. Isaiah and I grew up here on the Emerald Coast in Destin, and like a lot of folks, he took advantage of the location to start out as a career in beach service that he eventually left to pursue a career in real estate. And today he'll kind of go over the reasons that led him to leave that comfortable place in beach service and seek of new challenges and how he was able to rise to those challenges. Real excited for y'all to listen in on this one today. And as always, I look forward to seeing how this podcast may be able to help you in your endeavors. And until then, enjoy our time here spent together on the Materializing Mindset Podcast. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Materializing Mindset Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, a gentleman I grew up with, someone who I know very well, a true man of character. I'm just real excited to have him on here and kind of share his story and, and how he plans to get there and, and how he's gotten to where he is now. So Isaiah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It yeah, means the man. world to me, honestly. I've enjoyed listening and supporting the first few episodes of the podcast, and I'm honored to be here today. Awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate to hear that there's one person who's listening. So that means that, that this is all for a reason. So 100%. Yeah, man. I, you know, I think I didn't even mention this is something I wanted to talk about, but I think where I want to start is in early spring of 2020, when you were working beach service, I was working beach service. You had gone back to work a little early because Okaloosa County had some different rules with the whole yep. COVID-19 situation. And um, I came out there on a whim uh, just to kind of get some get some chairs carried and kind of get back into the groove of before we came out. But I remember you and I talking and you mentioning to me that you were about to dive headfirst into real estate. and You were going to give it all you had. And uh, how I mentioned to you at that time, I said, you know, when I buy my first house in, in this area, it's going to be through you. Um, and just to see you have come to fruition on that diving headfirst into real estate and to have been able to use you was really awesome. And, you know, I really think that 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 confidence I had in myself at the time to say that I was going to buy a home through you was really sparked by your confidence in me and saying, you know, this beach service is a great gig. I make a bunch of money doing it. But, man, I, I got bigger goals for myself. So I just want to kind of talk about what that transition was like going from beach service to knowing how to do it, knowing how to operate to diving into real estate, just what that was like in the beginning and what it's like now. Yeah. Well, first off, I really appreciate all the kind words and obviously appreciate you going with me as your realtor. That meant the world to me at the time because it's tough, you know, speaking on that transition, it was very tough not to mention right at the beginning of COVID. So I got my real estate license in January of 2020, almost three years ago today, and um, had a buyer set up where I was going to make a nice check, you know, and then that that was my transition right there. I wasn't doing, I was, that was never supposed to happen. We were never supposed to be on the beach that 2020 because I had my mind made up. I was already transitioning to real estate, had something going boom covid hits and um my buyer kind of got cold feet which i don't blame him whatsoever that was a rough time and confusing time for everyone so i was sitting there 
newly into real estate, just kind of lost out on my first deal and I needed some money to keep the lights on, you know? So I went back to what I knew best, which has been one of my, uh, it's been a blessing and a curse as I'm sure you know. In the long run, I knew that there it, there was going to come a time that that came to an end one way or another, you know, because one of my customers or owners on the beach said to me, there's a better life out there than, you know, doing this physical labor stuff every day. And that's 100% true. You just got to work for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing, right, is, you know, I, I, I look back to how hard it is to step away and how much, you know, we deal with on the beach, but you know, how much the the uh, opportunistic nature of where we're at, um, of course, being on the beach is just a good environment to be in. Um, and it's really hard to leave it. And I think oftentimes it's not talked about as much that, you know, being in the service industry, being somewhere where, where you are compensated pretty well for what you do if you're good at your job and if you're in a good location. Um, but, you know, like you say, the physical labor aspect, the long-term growth, um, it's not necessarily as prevalent in that industry. And so, being able to take a step back and say, you know, I'm willing to, to take some punches to where I need to be is it's really huge, man. And, you know, it, it I don't want to say the word trapped, but I think it's one of those situations where it just becomes so hard to walk away from um, because it is what you know, it is what you're good at and it is what you've always done. So in, you know, in kind of going into I know you're with ERA. Mm -hmm. So going through ERA, did they, would you say that going with a bigger company kind of allowed you to get more training materials and more resources or, or you know, that's kind of what I've heard and going with, uh, you know, bigger companies like that, that they're more. Yeah. So going with ERA, number one, my decision was made because I had a, I've had a great mentor in real estate so far, Z White. She was actually my track coach in high school and just you know took me under her wing always kind of been like a second mother to me in some ways so i always trusted her I knew i wanted to get into real estate for a while now and as soon as i got out of college i just reached out to her asked her what i needed to do just so happened to be i knew because i knew she was in real estate i didn't know you know i was very green i didn't know any of the dynamics to it but just so happened to be she's actually the training coordinator for ERA as the overseas bringing in all the new agents for the entire company. So that was a blessing. And ERA has definitely been the best decision I made as far as starting out as a company because they offer some of the best training material. Like you said, they are one of the biggest um, brokerages on the Emerald Coast here with over probably almost reaching 150 agents now. So it's been great working with them so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and you're, and you're with a trusted name. I mean, uh, that's one thing that I always heard when, when speaking with mentors is like the first stop in, in chasing a new career um, would really be it's better suited to go to those bigger companies just because they do have so many resources. And, you know, then from there, you, you know, you almost take a, a leap of faith diving into a smaller agency or, or, or going out on your own as a broker. And, um, you know, I think being able to be open to that training and have that ability to, to use that can really help you in terms of like where your career goes off. So, um, you know, I, I know you mentioned that you had a mentor in real estate. So, so is that kind of the big, you know, was, did she kind of talk to you in high school a little bit about it and that's what got you interested or what kind of made you want to pursue that career in real estate? Has it always been something that dreamed about or? To be honest, it's always been, so, it's funny cause it's really cliche, but it's the truth. Like I was, I loved board games as a kid and I loved Monopoly and like, it was definitely some 
good and bad times, laughs and tears over Monopoly. <laughs> but I learned, you know, whoever's got those prime properties wins. You know, they make the money off the rent. So I always knew that long. My long term goal is I wanted to invest in real estate. I originally wanted to. When I went to college, went to Florida State, I wanted to go to law school, but I quickly realized, you know, I didn't really want to be in school all that long. And reading and writing isn't my big thing that I'm best at in school. I'm more of a math guy. So I just said, I'm going to go into real estate. I know I want to invest long term. So why not just get into it, learn what I can and have an advantage? Well, and that's, I think that's big too to recognize that in terms of like, what your strengths are and being able to, to kind of internalize that and, and, and recognize that. Cause I mean, in anything that you do, knowing the numbers is going to set you apart. I mean, knowing, knowing the inputs and the outputs and, and what it's going to take to get where you want to go. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, it really, so, so diving into something like that, into real estate, you've always had this dream of wanting to do it. So I'm sure that drive was always there, but what were kind of like the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome, whether it be internal or external, just in terms of, um, you know, just fighting through and, and having that grit to, cause, cause real estate, it's a long game, man. I mean, it, it's a long game and, and it is a long game for sure. You know, and if, and if you're not putting in the inputs all through every stage of the buyer process, you know, you can lose somebody. So hundred percent, which has happened before, but, um, I would say, you know, my, in, my main interest was real estate investing. And that's one thing I didn't realize in the beginning, you know, real as a real estate agent, it's just, a, it's a sales job, you know, this isn't, anything guaranteed kind of like you discussed on a previous episode where on the beach you know that's almost guaranteed i'm gonna leave with something every day you know and in sales you gotta you wake up unemployed every day basically as a lot of people say and have that mentality so it's just learning you know a consistency it's really a long-term thing and on top of that and something i'm tapping more into is you know, my love and passion for real estate, which is just making it easier. Cause at the end of the day, it's just about helping people. I love helping people, loved helping you and your family get in the home, you know, love helping people reach their goals. Now I've got some investors, you know, that want to do the same type of thing I want to do long-term and it's just so easy and so exciting when I get to help people reach their goals and even change lives, you know. Yeah, I think, and that's a that's a big thing, you know, especially for me is like understanding that you're capable, that it's not as out of reach as you may think, you know, and having an agent like you who's down to earth, who sees that, who can who can walk you through the process, um, and just be transparent, you know, and say, look, if if I'm going to help you the best the best I can in every way I know how, but if I don't know, I'll let you know and I'll figure it out, you know. And I think coming into you know, a situation where like for me, where I had no idea what was going on. I had, I had no idea about earnest money down and, and, you know, a point system on a mortgage or anything mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, to come in, have no idea about any of it and just feel blindsided by so much stuff to have somebody who's like, Hey man, look, we're going to get through it. So, you know, this is what we got to do next. This is what we got to take care of. Hey, this is what we're seeing on this end, you know? And so having that is definitely a huge piece of, of, you know, being able to to feel confident and and being able to overtake that huge uh, task of of home ownership, you know, with it being such a long term like situation and, and buying process, what do you kind of do on a daily basis that you think leads to the the productivity that you need to put in? Like, do you have a schedule you follow, or is it more like? These past three years have been a huge learning experience. And even for the first two, I was really one foot in, one foot out, still doing beach service, as I kind of explained, to keep the bills paid. But 
this past year, I got a little nudge and some help from my grandparents and um, what enabled me to go head first into real estate and, you know, not really worry, at least in the short, short term. I really now I've realized and I'm giving away the secrets here, but and I feel I feel like it's really any sales job nowadays. But um, my routine now is just, you know, making calls in the morning, reaching out to people making as many contacts as I can. And in real estate, you know, you really want to add them to some sort of database for a weekly email or something just so they can continuously see your face and you can be top of mind, you know, when they think about real estate. But more than that, like taking it back to what I just said, not even making it about completely about real estate. It's just about helping people, which takes the pressure off, you know, mm. before it wouldn't, it was, I was worried about making money. It was just pressure, you know, this part, the fear of rejection, that's been the biggest thing in this whole process, especially when calling people, whether it be someone, you know, or someone you don't, it's just huge. You know, your heart starts racing, you start making those calls, but at the end of the day, when you just want to help people and you're coming across that way and you're not desperate, they can feel that and it makes them way more likely to work with you and you can just be genuine and have good communication. Just like Michael was saying, you know, even if there's something I don't know, I'm going to be clear and communicate that. And it just makes everyone feel so much more comfortable. And that's what it's about, just having a good team. That's another big thing that I've learned is, you know, you can't do everything by yourself. And that's always kind of had a chip on my shoulder at times. You know, I, I don't need this person. I can do it on myself, you know, but it's so much easier when you just put your pride and ego to the side and realize, you know, it takes a team to be really successful. And it's just part of it. You got to lean on people sometimes and they're going to lean on you sometimes. And you got to work together and just have a good support system. That's how you really be successful. Right. Well, and, and I love how you mentioned that. Um, I don't know that you said it directly, but separating yourself from the outcome, understanding that all you have control of is the inputs. And if your inputs are determined by what you think the outputs are going to be, it's like you said, it's one foot in, it's one foot out. It's, you know, oh, they're not, I'm bothering them or whatever. You get in your own head about all this stuff when, you know, in actuality, if you, if you go in with all of that pretense, it is going to come out and that is going to come to fruition. And, you know, like for me, I make cold calls too. And, and it's, it's funny, you know, I, I think, uh, and you might be able to speak to this too, but from being on the beach and, and being in those interactions where you see people upset on the most beautiful beaches in the world, you know, some people are just having a bad day, but it makes me realize like, there's no shot that I'm the reason that they're upset. Like, I don't have that much power. I don't have that much control. Um, I was talking to this mentor of mine who was telling me like, I was telling him how this person upset me and did this and that. And he said, man, don't they know who you are? <laughs> and it kind of, and I had that reaction of like, oh man, like, right. you know, and so I think that, like what you're saying is that's, is that is exactly what that is. Like you're separating yourself from it. You're dissolving that ego. That's such a key thing to have just in life in general. Cause, cause it just, you, you have a better time, you have a better day spent and, you know, you go through life with a smile on your face rather than feeling sour all the time. And, you know, I just, I, I kind of want to talk about that and, and like just your, your daily mindset. Like I know we kind of talked a little bit about your mindset going into, into this year and, and, you know, what you're aiming to do and just want to kind of talk about like, where's your head at when you start your day? Like how, how do you kind of attack the day in that sense? A hundred percent. So right now I was telling you before the podcast, we were chatting a little bit, two of my, my main two words for this year. One I actually got from Michael on episode two 
first is action and mindset. So that's really just how I start off my day is first by taking action, you know, starts first thing in the morning, just get up and move. That's all it is. Just move in one one way or another. You know, that's the first step because I've been there before when you just stay in bed. It's just it's really all in your head and it just feels so much better when you just get up and just like you were saying that one of my biggest thing I've really been relating to lately is just falling in love with the process. You know, mm-hmm. I listen to a ton of um, motivational people, whether it be Gary Vee or we we're discussing Rob Dial, which are all great guys. But Gary Vee talks about it so much. and I really appreciate him. You know, when when the end goal, whether it be working out or work, you know, what, what, if it's money, that's the end goal, which has been for me plenty of times, you know, you get the money and then it's like, then what? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you thought it was going to. And then in one way or another, you lose it. Then you're right back at square one or just like working out. You know, it's not even about wanting to look good or have that. It's just about realizing that you're blessed and it's not that you have to work out. You get to work out. You know, there's people that don't have these opportunities. It's a blessing to be wake up here every day in America and have these opportunities. And I'm just trying to, that's what goes back into my sec, my second keyword of the year, just mindset. Cause that's really what it's all about. Like when you put things into perspective, the action so much easier because you realize how good you really have it and the opportunities you really do have. You know, for me, it's kind of funny. Like I would take those same two words and say, for me, the hardest thing is putting that mindset into action. Like, I feel like separately I can kind of do them, but the way you were describing of, of the action is essential. like the outcome you're seeking is just to help people. You know, that, that, that means that them buying a house or not is totally unrelated to what you're trying to do. Um, and so whenever I think whenever you're able to do that, it's it's funny, you know, more opportunities come and more uh, situations happen that allow you to pursue that ultimate goal of helping more people. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the more homes you sell, the more people you make contact with, those are just more opportunities to help people. And like you say, man, having that mindset and that be where you're at is so is so awesome. And, you know, one guy to me always said that and it's a pretty well-known statement, but it's like the only two things you have control over are attitude and effort. You know, that pretty much goes back to exactly what you said is mindset and, and action. For sure. And another thing I wanted to hit on from what you were saying was just the beach service and everything. I feel like I said, everything happens for a reason in beach service. I know in mine, and we've had this conversation several times, but it's been a blessing to both of us. So many learning experience. We both were put into leadership positions and been able to learn a lot from our mentors out there. And it's funny because one thing I say to some people when they ask me like what real estate's like or what I'm trying to compare it to on our beach, we used to have this issue with people setting up their own umbrella. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's just like telling people to take down their umbrella. Like it's just, it's that same thing. You're going to have to deal with rejection, but you just got to face it head on, tackle it quick. And it's going to be easier in the long run, you know, and people appreciate that. 2021, that summer, that was when I had my biggest sale so far. And I got a check that was just under $10,000 in real estate. And I was still working on the beach, making a ton of money. I had probably like 70,000 saved up at one point. Just got, it's part of why I say you can't chase the money because that's what I was doing at that point. Got caught up in all that, got caught up in the whole stock market thing, you know, lost like 20 grand in there. And then 
you know, try me and my fiance tried the whole Philadelphia thing. I was ended up paying two rents at one point. I'm paying rent here because my lease still wasn't up for like three months mm. and I'm paying rent there. So quickly that 70,000 dwindled to basically nothing. And it was just a wake up call. Not while I was still in Philly, we had made the decision to come back to Florida because it just wasn't working out. My fiance really didn't like her job. She didn't mesh with her boss well. And she, I realized the opportunities I had back at home here in Destin, you know, in real estate, that's super important. I was one of my online mentors is Ricky Carruth. And, you know, he had a Zoom call the other day and this guy's asking him like, Hey, I'm I'm having to I'm gonna switch markets uh to from like Illinois to San Antonio and he's like well first thing I would say is if you can don't do it because it's hard especially in real estate is basically like becoming a new agent you know you lose everything you have to start all over and that's what I was in the process of doing I had accepted a job offer at another real estate company and was just about to start when me and my fiance had come back a couple of times over the holidays and just realized that we got back and, you know, it was just a different feeling. Every time we would get back to Philly, it was like depression, you know, and um, we just realized we needed to be back in Florida. And part of that whole thing was me realizing the opportunities I had here and that, you know, I didn't really think about how I hadn't taken advantages of all my connections and opportunities back here until it was too late until I was now in Philly. And I had, no connection starting from zero and it's like man i should have done this that and the other so it was just a, a wake-up call and a blessing at the end of the day like i say everything happens for a reason i'm thankful for that experience love philly no hate to philly <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> especially all philly people do not think i uh hate philly don't come after me <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um yeah it was a good experience overall i can't complain about anything yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, you know, and my wife and I have like battled with the idea of, you know, a wanting to go out and experiencing something new and wanting to go to a new environment and, and you know, really meeting new people and seeing people from different walks of life. And but then it's like you say, in that same token, it's like you really are starting brand new. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's like you talk about connections and networking and, and, and real estate and that industry, that is the entire game. While I do love to travel and it's good to gain those experiences from seeing how other people live. I love it here in Destin, you know, the beach, we're beach boys and this is home. And while I do even want to have properties in other places, whether it be New York, Colorado, LA, that's a goal of mine. And I want to be able to utilize those properties and stay in those properties as well, you know, and be able to see what life is like in those areas. And even outside of the country that one of my top priorities is to travel. But I realized that this is my home base. And I'm just thankful and blessed to be able to call this home because it's been a blessing, you know, coming, I moved here from Atlanta, in at the very end of elementary school. And it just it changed my life for sure. The friends and connections I made, you know, I have family in Atlanta that doesn't wouldn't know that certain stuff is possible, like that the blessings and opportunities I've had just from being here in Destin, Florida. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think um, it's a, it's a, you know, and I've been here my whole life too. And and you just realize like the people here are just genuine. I mean, at the end of the day, and, and I, I guess that's true of any area that you go to and, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, everybody's going to have different, 
you know, opinions on it. But I think it goes back to that mindset thing. It goes back to, okay, where is my mindset in regard to how I want to, you know, take advantage of living in this area or how I want to be able to help other people in this area and how can I do that best? And, you know, I think that that at the end of the day, having that mindset and going into it is much easier for me than, you know, where there was a time in my life where I thought the only way that I'd ever get ahead is moving somewhere else because I've got to get out of this town. What it really was is I've got to get out of this mindset. Exactly. Me thinking that I'm inhibited by my environment is is already a limiting belief in the sense that I control it. It's like, you know, you talk about Rob Dial. I was listening to the, you are the architect of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and one thing that Rob says in there is he talks about, you have the canvas, you create the picture, you tell the story um, and no one else. And so for you to realize that, and to have, you know, and I commend you, man. I mean, being able to go somewhere new in a totally different city where you have no connections, it's scary, but very yeah, scary. I think it's a testament to, you know, again, just taking that leap and saying, you know what, let's, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And, mm-hmm. and then again, you know, I just want to kind of talk about what that felt like having to kind of, I wouldn't say raise the white flag, but having to say like, you know what, yeah. let's, let's come back to Destin. And, and yeah, that was definitely, you know, a good analogy you know that's what it felt like raising the white flag to a degree i mean long term we always I, like i said always had this feeling that this is my home base so i think we both had a plan of coming back here but definitely not that soon we were planning to be in philly for you know a few years and uh it was you know just to be frank it was embarrassing i felt like i was set back i felt i had i was having a conversation with my grandmother you know and i was telling her i feel like i'm back in um 2020 you know like i'm starting all over again which i was to a degree and she quickly reminded me like you're not you know you have all these tools now to do something different and thankfully i was able to do that you know and that was a big thing coming i had to that's one of the big things that helped me break off from the beach you know a lot of things are a blessing in disguise because if i would have never left i would have stayed in that same trap like you said that's what it is like it can be a trap so easily because you're chasing that short-term money. You don't see mm-hmm. the long-term growth and benefits. And, you know, that's so- someone else owns that company. Someone else, that's going to someone else's retirement and stuff. And don't get me wrong, you can do it right. And the beach has been a blessing. I'm thankful for everything and even may have some endeavors with beach chair companies of my own here in the near future. But at the end of the day, I realized that I had to get <laughs> off the beach. I wasn't that labor guy anymore i had to use my brain figure do what i knew i was capable of doing it was tough in the beginning because i didn't make nearly as much money as i made while doing the beach alone and especially the beach and real estate that's when i have my best year doing both but now we're coming up you know we're at the start of 2023 now it's january 3rd and i can already confidently say i already know that this year is going to be my best year of earnings by far by double or triple i mean we'll see how big it goes but at the end of the day i'm I'm, of course i'm happy about that but it means nothing to me because as long as everyone's taken care of like that's all that really matters because it's going to be the same you know i've been I've had thousands of dollars and I've also had nothing. And that's one thing I have to realize, you know, even even if my bank account says zero today, what's the worst that's going to happen? Everything's going to be fine. You know, as long as you were as long as you're a good person, you have good connections and you're a hard worker, it'll it'll all take care. And you have faith, you know, it'll all take care of itself. And that's another thing 
about the transition and this real estate in general and not even real estate in general, life in general, but it's, you know, you can take life lessons from everything. And one of the lessons I've been learning from real estate lately is, you know, it's a lot, it's a game that lags. Like what I do today here in three months is when you're going to see that work three to six months, you're going to see the work you did today. So you've got to put that work in consistently or else you're going to be sitting here three months from now with nothing and then be asking yourself why when, and you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, what you're doing today shapes your tomorrow, you know, and I kind of want to go back to where you said that you, you had to, to, you felt like you were back at the beginning, like you were back at square one and, you know, that's, and that's the thing about, the path to the life that we want to live and the life that we want to create and the impact we want to make is that sometimes there are moments where you have to take a step back in one way or another, whether it's financially or whether it's, uh, you know, socially, like you have to not spend as much time out and about with your friends because you're working towards a goal or, you know, maybe you, you forfeit free time and, and whatever the case may be, I think being able to take that sacrifice for something greater is really what sets people apart long term because, you know, it's like you said, man, I, I, went into, I, I can totally relate to what you're saying because I went into this job um, with that same understanding that mm-hmm. I was taking a massive pay cut. Um, and really what it is, is separating, you know, that that idea of that instant gratification because mm-hmm. the only exactly reason exactly what it is. And, and the only reason I wouldn't leave the beach job is because I'm making money today. But in, in reality, the skills that I've learned just in the last eight months from what I'm doing is is are skills that I can take with me to any career, to any job, you know, much in the same way that beach service was, but in a much more actionable way in terms of it's not the high level mindset. It's the actual like knowing how to take prospects and put them into a cadence and run them through a drip campaign that, like you said, gets them you know, send them an email every week or, or mm-hmm. knowing how to craft mm-hmm. an email or talk on the phones and all those things I wouldn't be as good at if not for the mental groundwork laid by when I work beach service. But yep. it just takes being able to know, Hey, I'm going to take a step back. It's going to be a year or two or three or five where mm-hmm. you're not doing as well financially, or you're having to grind through it, but that could set up your next 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And um, you know, I think thinking of life as a long game and understanding that, like you said, the impacts and the things that I'm doing today are going to line me up for a better tomorrow. And that's really what I think separates, you know, people who who end up looking back at their life with fulfillment and, and they're happy with what they've done and, and those who look back with regret. And, you know, I've mentioned before, but that's one of the biggest motivating factors for me is I never want to look back at my life anymore, at least. Mm-hmm. and say, man, I wonder what would have happened if. Exactly. Same here. That's one of my biggest fears. And I mean, I have, to this day, I have regrets, but, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Now you got to keep a good mindset, positive mindset, and work on control what you can control because it's when you start worrying about those other factors that you can't control. It, it, it reminds me of uh, playing a game of spades, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm waiting to throw that, that right three of spades to cut your head off and you're sitting there <laughs> wondering which card to throw and I'm screaming in your ear, study long, study wrong. You right. know, it's, it's, that's what it is. If I'm, if I'm standing there in life, that's that opponent in spades screaming at my ear and that's my intuition screaming at me. Exactly. Study long, study wrong. Like if I sit there and think about 
because what I'll ha- what I'll end up invariably happening is I'll think myself out of doing it mm-hmm. because our minds have been hardwired for a long time to look out for everything that's wrong mm-hmm. to f- to pick out and find what is going to cause me trouble or injure me or hurt me or come after me. And so that type of mindset, when you're living amongst saber toothed tigers in the caves, you know, saves you from peril. But in today's society where there's no um, real external issues in the sense of, of what we were dealing with back in the day, and that's not to say there's not problems and stuff, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's, but it's one of those things where I forget who was talking about it, but what, basically what they ended up saying was that our mind creates problems. So mm-hmm. we'll look at situations that there's no inherent danger there at all, except for the danger to the ego, but we convince ourselves that there's such a big problem. And so breaking free of that mindset is really difficult. It's been really difficult for me, but like I say, being around people like you who are, who are my age and, and, you know, we're going through it and, and taking that leap, you know, it, it's the type of people I want to surround myself with and just being able to know that, you know, to stay humble and to stay on top of, of what I can control. Like you say, um, it's, it's the biggest inhibitor of whether or not you, you lead a, a good life. For sure. And I definitely, I definitely appreciate our friendship because we could definitely bounce ideas off each other and lean off of each other. We've had a lot of the same experiences and are both moving in the right direction. But for sure, that's one thing I've struggled with the most that I'm just tackling head on this year. Like I said, a big just realization and thing I got from that was your episode two on action because I've been the king of overthinking and it's just so much easier when you just act and it takes realizing that you know one of my favorite quotes now is like you don't fail until you give up like no one's good when they uh, Michael Jordan wasn't good when he picked up a basketball the first time. You know, no one's good at anything the first time. It may be lucky, but it takes work. And once you realize that and then realizing that you have to fall in love with the process and learning what process you love because everyone's different is when I feel like you can really start to enjoy life a lot more because there's too many people out there that just hate what they do and they're just stuck in a rut and they're depressed and they're capable of so much more, but they just don't have that mindset they need to get them into action and limiting beliefs, which you talk about a lot, which is so true. It's just, just do it, man. Who cares? Like you care about what other people think when you don't even like those people Mm. and they don't like you. So why does it matter? And that's one of the big things that took me to realize too, like in real estate with just the um, fear of rejection, like, look, not everyone's going to like you. It's either people are going to like you or they don't. And you move on and you, you know, do your due diligence and you be a good person. You be nice and be kind and be helpful to people. And people don't like you you know you can't change their mind just don't waste time on that and just keep it moving hearing somebody say what what you know you you kind of i've kind of been thinking that this is right but man isaiah just kind of knocked that idea through and it's totally true that you know it's all about the mindset it's all about what you believe you're capable of and um you know one of the big things that you said was was falling in love with the process man like that's so huge and it's so difficult but I mean, once you're able to really enjoy the the process, it just 
you know, or just separating yourself from the process and just knowing that it's just what you have to do next. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I, I think it was, might've been Jocko Willink or somebody, you know, they were talking about, you're not going to wake up and feel like going to the gym every day. I'm not going to wake up and feel like cold calling. And, but if I'm mm -hmm. waiting for a feeling I'm effed, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I can't just sit around and wait for this aha moment. That's never going to occur. Yeah. You know? And I know, and that's so true. Like loving the process is hard. And that's what I've been telling myself, like, you know, and success is never easy. And, you know, most of the things that come with success are hard because, you know, that's what people don't want to do. That's why few people are successful because they do the things that people don't want to do because you have to fall in love with it. You have to trick yourself almost to a degree. Like, I, you know, I've been big. It's only day three, but I definitely have some New Year's resolutions. Definitely take working out more regularly. And it's just like I feel crazy sometimes, but it makes me laugh in my own head because I, I love it. At the end of the day, I really do like mm -hmm. And um, like you have to just be like, I, 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 lo I love the pain, you know, like I don't even, you know, I have a certain dis. like, for instance, I've been running two miles every day now in the morning. And it's like, I don't, finally, I stopped looking at the watch. I stopped looking. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care how far I am, how far I have to go. Just keep going. Like you said in the other podcast, it's just about action, putting one foot in front of the other. And you're going to make it as long as you can fall in love with keep moving putting one foot in front of the other you're gonna get there like just keep going that's it exactly i mean again i mean it, it's so true it's it's not not looking at where you're at how far you've come how far you're going and just knowing that the next step is is just you know what you have to tackle and mm -hmm. that's and, and it's whatever's in front of you and um you know i think all that rings so true for me too. Um, in the sense that, you know, it's like that taking action. Like the reason I, I talk about that is because it is something that's so difficult for me. And it's, it's been something that's been a major hindrance to me because I have been that person who says, let me wait for this feeling and let me, well, you know, the timing's not right because of X, Y, and Z, you know, and well, you know, but really what I can also do is, is switch that and make all the reasons why not the same reasons why too. You know, it's like, I can't start this podcast because, uh, you know, I've got a kid and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm married and I got school. And it's like, well, that's all the more reason because I've got, I'm, I'm living through some things that are major events that I can, I can give transparency on because I'm going through it right now. And so, it, yep. you know, it might reach somebody, it might, hundred percent, and, and it might give somebody you know, the strength to get through something. And that's what I've got to realize is like, I, I got to think about the process in this and, and what's all happening. But um, yeah. And like, that's what I love what. Nick Weldon had said on um, his interview episode is that his advice to you, you know, what is it? 25 minutes a week, 30 minutes a mm -hmm. week. That's all the podcast is in the grand scheme of things. And it's so true. Like how many things, like I said, my two miles, like at max, that's 20 minutes, 20 minutes to run two miles. And that's giving yourself 10 minutes per mile. Like that's a very slow pace, but that's nothing. Get out there 20 minutes. You'll feel so much better about yourself. It'll help you tackle the day. Your health will be better. And it's just a mindset thing. And it's just the confidence, you know, that gives you confidence when you just got up and did it. You know, I did that and I'm done now. Like, 
it's big in the beginning, but it quickly diminishes and you realize, oh, that wasn't that bad at all. You know, once you just take action and do it, the, the biggest, the hard, the first step is always the hardest. You know, it's like when I was getting my real estate license, the guy said, you know, y'all already already did the hardest part. You're here. Like you just got to keep going. It's when you avoid things that they just keep growing and growing and you make it bigger than what it really is. And mm. it's just not worth it. That's so true. And I love that you bring that up because it's, it really is true. I've never thought of it like that, that when you face it, yeah, you, you, you deal with a lot of anxiety and trouble and worry and doubt, and but you face it all. And then, you know, you work through it. And, and that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, no one, if you talk to anyone who is, who is at a place in their life that they can define as successful, whatever that is, if you talk to anyone who's at a point in their life that they can say, I am a success, no matter if it's money, if it's, you know, the ability to spend their time how they want, um, whatever their definition is, those people that got there went through some challenging obstacles to get to that point. I mean, it's like, that you, there's no way to get through to where you want to go without having to do things you don't want to do. And that's what that owner on the beach was referring to when he said he's a better life. There's a better life out there. You know, you can make money the same amount, if not more and enjoy life better. Like you're experiencing now spending more time with your family. And, you know, for me, beach chairs became a whole nother thing. And I've seen it with multiple people. It started giving me back issues. Like, Many manual physical labor jobs do lawn work, whatever it may be. And there's and no knock on those jobs whatsoever. People make successful careers out of those every day. And that's nothing to be, that's something to be very proud of. And it's just, you know, it wasn't for me and it's not how I want to live my life. And I realize that, you know, there's better opportunities out there. And um, it's funny because my soon-to-be mother-in-law says that all the time to me and all the rest of her kids, that you are the architect of your own life. And it goes right along with one of my buddies put it into kind of uh, modern terms. He said he, he was telling me who, where he had heard from somewhere, and it's so true, life is like a video game. Like It's like Sims, like people don't think about it like that, but that's what, that's what life is. You know, it's real life sims or grand theft auto to a degree like you wake up and you make the decisions you press x you know do you want to get up do you want to brush your teeth first or do you want to go to the toilet like do you, you know it's up to you and it's when, when you realize that that things can change you know you can you make the video game how you want to do you know and there's people what you have to realize too is there's people out there that have probably done exactly what you want to do. And it's not, uh, it's not, you shouldn't feel shame in learning from them and be too prideful because they learned from someone. And a lot of those people are willing to help, but people are just insecure and scared. And it's like everyone was there at one point, you know, you just, every, you got to start somewhere. Like I said, that's the hardest part and just keep pushing forward and, you're not a failure until you quit. That's it. As long as you keep going, you're going to make it. You know, you get those 10,000 hours, I promise you, you'll be good at something. Yeah. I mean, and that, and like you said, it, it's, it's one of those things where you don't fail until you stop. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, I think, and that's being able to reach out and say, Hey, how did you get to that point? You know, and it's like you, it's, you mentioned it perfectly. It's like those people got there because of the questions they asked. 
for sure. And it just comes full circle to, you know, a quote that I heard from, from, from you for the first time. And I love so much that Ralph Waldo Emerson, I was just telling my fiance about this cause she's has a big opportunity, a big job opportunity coming up. And, you know, she's a very humble person, but she was just like, you know, I, I don't want to be that person that's like ever gets too big or thinks too much of myself. And I just quickly related her back to that quote I had heard from you several times recently and just sticks with me that um, I, how does it go exactly? That every person is my superior in, in some, some way, way. And in that I have something to learn from them. And it's so true. And it's when you can keep that mindset and it's not all, but a lot of successful people have that mindset and that's how they got to where they are. So they, they understand where you're coming from. They've been right in your shoes and, on the on the back end of that is being that inexperienced person that yeah you got to swallow your pride like there, there's gonna be superior everybody has to pay their dues one way or another you don't just start off at the top in anything you got to pay your dues and that's one thing I think our generation struggles with us included even with the instant gratification thing you were talking about like we very much want that short-term success is so glorified and it's so everything's so short-lived nowadays and people don't realize it takes a long time to build a solid empire that's really worth having that's going to be sustained for years and generations to come and that's what i'm really interested in doing you know yeah when i and you know, you've got the groundwork for it. And, and, you know, I think you believe it. And that's the biggest thing is like, you've got to first have that belief in yourself. And, you know, that and that's something I wanted to touch on, too, because, you know, it, it, it seems like, I don't know if it's if it's our culture or our society or how we're brought up. I mean, I don't know the answers to all this stuff. But it just seems like there's this there's this weird reluctance to talk about your own successes for fear of someone else thinking you're being cocky. And I've found myself doing it. Like I find myself withholding information that I think, Oh, they're going to think that I'm trying to brag or that. But if I'm coming at it from a place of just like, if, if I'm sharing a joy in something that I've accomplished and someone else takes that as me trying to be cocky, that's probably an indication to me that I shouldn't be around that person anyway. Exactly. And so I don't, you know, if I'm talking with someone and, and you coming on here and sharing like where you've been successful and, and what you've done, it like it, it brings me joy. Like it puts a smile on my face hearing that. And like, that's where I want to be. I want to be. And that's an important part of what you're talking about is you have to have that mindset that you can believe it and you have to surround yourself with people that are there cheering you on as you pass. Like I'm cheering mm -hmm. people on as they pass me in mm -hmm. the race. You know, I'm patting them on the back while they go by because yeah. I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see people at the top of their game. You know, I love seeing people dive into new endeavors and try new things. And it interests me supremely because like I said, it's something that, that's always kind of, I've always, you know, dealt with that limiting belief and that self doubt. Um, not so much in recent years, but you know, in my younger teenage years, uh, you know, I thought that I, I wouldn't be capable of doing that, that I don't have the skills or the talent necessary. And really at the end of the day, that my belief that I didn't was what made that reality you know yep and i 100% agree and that's i it's one thing i struggle with too because we all have those friends you know that are like you're really gonna go do that really because it's their own them projecting their own insecurities mm -hmm. 
and they don't think they can do it. That's what that was one thing I real I had too many people around me growing up, you know, they they didn't think they could do it. That's why they told me. That's why they always said have a plan B or do that. You know, they didn't believe in themselves and too many adults and figures in children's lives and anyone's life for that matter, you know, portray those insecurities that you can't do it because they don't have to believe, but anything is possible. And in society and media, you know, they put these successful people up on a pedestal mainly because they don't, they only show the wins. They don't show the losses and the mud and the hard work. So everyone thinks that these people almost aren't even real, but they're real people too. They get up and put their socks on just like you do. And it's just like, whenever you realize that and realize you really can do anything. Yeah. The only, the, the, it's, it's funny. Anytime someone says anything is possible, it takes me back to Kevin Garnett, 2008, right. when, they, when they won the championship, you know, and him screaming at the top of his lungs, mm-hmm. anything is possible. Like I know any sports fan is taken back to that moment. Yep. And, I mean, Kevin Garnett, he played with such passion and you saw that come out and um, you know, thinking about that and like, how he, you know, all like in, in his voice, I mean, you could hear it all his years with the Timberwolves of never being in a winning culture, but mm-hmm. having so much talent and finally putting himself in a position to succeed. And you just hear all those years of hard work coming out. I mean, cause he was in his, he was towards the end of his career when they, yeah, when they sure was. you know, and I think, I don't know, just you saying that anything is possible and it takes me to that. And, and, you know, it's like you say, it's, it's this right here. What I'm doing right now with you is the easy part. Me mm-hmm. talking about taking action and doing all this stuff. What what makes it difficult is when it's you know nine thirty at night and I've got an idea that I need to get out or something that I'm not sure of that I need to understand before I complete this task. And it's like, you know, do I want to sleep or do I want to finish this task or, or mm-hmm. you know? And of course, there's a balance to it, but it's that sacrifice again. Like some nights I'm gonna have to go to bed a little bit later. Yep. You know, some days, most days, I'm gonna have to wake up a little bit earlier. Like it's just that because that's what it's going to take to get where I want to be, you know. And and uh, a quote I kind of get from I've heard from Rob Dial and recently someone who's been in the media a lot lately, Deion Sanders, who's one of my favorite athletes of all time, is just like you know, if you aren't happy for yourself, who who else is going to be happy for you? You know, like you got to be your own biggest cheerleader and you got to be your own support system because if no one's gonna go harder for your thing than you and once you realize that and people see that too whenever you don't believe in something they're not gonna believe even if it's yourself they're not gonna believe in it and i love deon sanders dude i love prime time right he's, he's i don't know just just seeing how he's gotten to where he is and and you know it, it's one of those things where i don't know it's just it's really cool to see um, him be able to be in a position where he's leading young men the way he is. And number one, he's definitely, he, you know, he's already had the money, lived that flashy lifestyle. And that's what I love about him. He's back to the root of this conversation. He just wants to help people help lead young men in the right direction, help them learn from his experience. He's literally one of the best players to ever, one of the best athletes ever. Like, I even had to educate myself a little bit recently. Like Deion Sanders was insane. He played multiple seasons of NFL and MLB in the same season, hitting home runs 
and returning kicks and punt returns, like going all pro. It's just ridiculous when you think about it. And it's funny, one of my favorite quotes from him, which I love, is in you look good, you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. And it's so <laughs> true. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's a quote that, you know, you hear all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I can remember over at uh, Four on Beach High School, man, coming out with the, with the shooting sleeve on my right arm <laughs> and, the, and the leg sleeves playing right tackle, you know, right. like, like, like having no business wearing all this extra accessories. But like, yep. I don't know, man, like, but the Revo speed, and, 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 you know, it's like you add a little swag to it. And it 100%. Feel a little better oh, yeah, we, it, we, we were clean in our Fort Walton days. <laughs> but, no, and it's funny you say that because I actually had the opportunity to play football at Florida State, and in that opportunity I had the opportunity to meet Deion Sanders personally, great speaker, and one of his main things was – his man, you know, I love Dion too because he's just so captivating. Just like his most recent thing was, uh, we coming, like telling yeah. Colorado, yeah, we coming. And he, he just gets on that thing and builds a whole motivational speech around it. And his thing when he was talking to us that year was, he said, you know, pull out any tape from the films when I was here, practice anything, and I guarantee you, you pull out that tape. And I guarantee you I was working my hardest and you're going to see something good that I was doing on there. Basically saying I didn't take a day off. He's saying you can check my work any day and I guarantee you can see why the result because of the consistency. And it's just what I'm saying, the action take every day. He didn't take a playoff. He was giving it his all because he loved the process. You know, he loved practice. He loved and that's what you have to be in that high caliber that's what you have to do you gotta love the process yeah i think like uh that, that just it's a testament to like putting your name on your work you know mm -hmm. it's 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 that kind of takes me back to um you know relating to what dion talks about is you know when i worked for white diamond it was a situation where like i was doing a lot of stuff that i wasn't necessarily asked to do but and, and some people might look at that and say something along the lines of like, well, I'm not getting paid to do that. So I'm not doing that. Or that's yep. not my job. So I'm not doing that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking that viewpoint because some people define the, define what, what they're willing to put into a job and that's where it stops. And that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I actually had to scale back from the amount of effort and time that I was putting into my job because it was affecting my personal life. But I think there is that balance where it's like, there's both sides of that where it's like, yeah, that is another company that is someone else's that is someone else's company, but you're there. Like you're, yeah. you're working there. You yeah. Know? Like and you that, said, putting your name on your work, you always want to have pride. Like Magic Johnson says that his father said to him, I don't care if you're a trash man, you better be the best trash man. Like it's, it's not about what yep. you do necessarily. It's about just having pride in your work and your overall character. Because, you know, if you can't handle being the trash man or being the beef service, then you can't handle the, that big opportunity either. You know, it all starts. That's why I love, I pay attention to the little things, you know, because people will show you what they're going to do. You know, when they if they mess up something little, what do you think they're going to do in the bigger situation? They're, they're showing you right there. So people always, you know, want to skip over the little things. But that's why that's important. You know, you can't cut corners because you're not going to have a solid foundation at that point. Exactly. And that's, and, and that's the biggest thing is being able to have that foundation because, 
you know, if you have the foundation, you can make expansions. Mm -hmm. you, you can, you can, you want to, you want to add a third store? You go yeah, ahead. You want to add sure. a little guest house? Okay. You want to pull sure. in the back? But if you're building on, on quicksand and on a, on cracked concrete and, and it's not stable, you're going to try and add something else and everything's going to crumble and you're going to say, and then, and then you're going to do what happens in football games when there's two seconds left and someone misses a field goal. What do they do? They say, oh, the field goal kicker messed up. But no one ever looks at the drop touchdown pass in the second yeah. quarter with nine minutes left or the false start that took them out of field exactly. goal range. Like, so I think in life I'll do, I've done that too. And, and I'll look at something and say, and look at the immediately following action and say, oh, that's the reason. Mm -hmm. it, it was some other mm -hmm. thing um, when really it was, it was my own downfall from, from like you said, not exactly. trying to take that shortcut and trying to find the easy way. And it always comes back in the end. And then, yep. you know, it's, it's, and it's easy to do that, you know, because life, like I was saying about real estate and even life, you know, the results lag behind the initial input a lot of times. So it's easy, you know, to point the finger in the moment when you get the wrong outcome, because people don't know, what the input was to that outcome. They didn't mm. see that. So it's easy to, you know, act like you gave it your all when you know you really didn't and you can blame it on something else. Like I said, it's a it's a it's a lag thing. It's the work you put like you said, that that, you know, groundwork that was laid back then that put them in that position, you know? So it's just about being consistent, man. That's one thing I'm so realizing. Like you you can't run from it. You mm -hmm. cannot run from anything in this life what you get what you put in is what you get out and the quicker you realize that the quicker you start taking action and controlling your own life is it's just so much better man like when you have control and don't blame it on everyone else it just makes it easier yeah and i think that's and that's like the definition of control is mm -hmm. that you you admit that you have none it's like whenever you can say basically saying that you, you have no control over the externalities that you, you can only control what you put out. So it, it's like, if I'm in a situation at my job now where, you know, something might've gone awry or, or whatever the case may have been really the role that I'm in now, I literally have no scapegoat. Like yeah. there's no one that I, I can't say right. that it was anything Same else here. other than, you know, other than a, I stumbled my words. I didn't handle that objection properly yeah. or B they just aren't a customer right now, yep. you know? And, and like you say, that fear of rejection, and there's so much fear that comes within us because it's that uncertainty, you know? And I think not knowing is the hardest part. I think the, the biggest thing, man, is, is that A, it's all about taking the next step, and B, it's never too late to start. One of my favorite Michael Jordan quotes, I never lost, I only learned, is so true. You got to take all of your losses on the chin and there's something to be learned and gained from all of those and come back with that knowledge even better, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think, um, I think that's a good place to end us, man. Yeah. I think, I think we've covered a lot of good stuff in here. I'm, I'm really glad I got to hear kind of where your head's at and where you plan to be and what your goals are this year. And man, I just, I appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing that with me. And, and man, I look, I look forward to seeing what this year has in store for both of us, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Materializing Mindset podcast. Guys, if you got something out of this podcast, if, if it spoke to you a little bit, if there's a little tidbit that you really loved, leave a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. It'll help us spread the message to more people so that more folks can get that same feeling you've got. It's worth a couple of seconds of your time. I'd really appreciate that. 
Uh, and again, guys, if you feel like someone can get something out of this, drop a link to them. Tell them to check us out. Uh, with your support, we can we can help spread that message. So thank you again for tuning into the Materializing Mindset podcast. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you.